Welcome to the Intrinsic First Leadership Podcast. I'm Aaron Robbins with Intrinsic First. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Be sure to stick around to the end for some debatably funny jokes that will hopefully leave you with a smile. And don't forget to like and subscribe to stay up to date on our latest episodes. We're here to support you, and we'd love to hear from you. So drop us a comment below or reach out to us directly at info at intrinsicfirst.com. Ready to dive into the world of leadership? Let's get started. Let's bring this together for just a minute. You think it would be a fair question, a fair statement to say that we we need to give a, a, a sort of formal definition to the word leadership? Yes, and, and, and see if we could pin that down, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, uh, I think unfortunately people hear the word, but I don't think they've ever heard it really defined and in a way that. Uh, <laughs> That's that clearly covers what we mean by leadership, um, and of course, unfortunately, working through and with others to accomplish a goal is a very simple uh, definition, but it's not necessarily a good one. In fact, as we go through these podcasts, um, we're gonna I'm I'm going to try to uh, to try to be clear and fully um, descriptive of what something is. Defined, and of course, I, I, I would figure you guys would catch me if it wasn't accurate or you disagreed with. Because personally, there's nothing like a good old-fashioned disagreement, caring, loving uh, disagreement about what's so. You know. Uh, so, uh, having said that, um, uh, I'm going to offer one, it, it, and I'm because I'm concerned with it being a verb, here it is. See what you think, guys. Um, I think leadership is the act or acts of repetitively arousing, engaging, and satisfying the motives of the follower um, in the case, in the face of competition or, or conflict uh, so that they act in a way that's helpful to all involved. So it involves influencing and arousing certain motives and actions on the part of the follower. And you're defining leadership by what is changed um, and, and, and consciously changed, thoughtfully changed. Uh, obviously, <laughs> yelling fire in a, in a, in a crowded theater uh, could be a form of leadership, but is it appropriate? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Of being just talking about the acts of arousing and gadging and satisfying the motives of the follow. That's the that's the proof of the pudding, so to speak. I would like to add one word to just being deliberate about those actions, like understanding why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. And I think that that's that to go from good to great, if you will. But it, the idea is that you know if you understand what motivates someone to do something and you're being deliberate about your actions to help them get aroused to take action. I think that that's, I, I like the word 
being deliberate about it and understanding why you're doing what you're doing to help others. I totally, I want to include that. You have thoughts about that? No, I agree. Um, you know, when I was working on my master's thesis uh, for the IO Psych uh, master's, you had me read that book over there, but I, I won't have Jimmy grab it because he'd need a forklift. <laughs> the <laughs> the, the bass, the handbook. Yeah. Um, oh, you're grabbing it anyway. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Way to go, bro. So I read it a couple times. No. <laughs> I still haven't got through that thing. <laughs> One I thing think, I forgot to I told you about this guy. The thought is Jimmy dropped it on the table. It's a good thing I lift weights. <laughs> yeah, you, you you've been working out. <laughs> so uh, there's the bass book, but there's also. Um, I'm blanking on who's who's the other the transformational leader. Oh yeah, you're talking about just leadership by McGregor Burns. That one. Burns, Burns, yeah, yeah. McGregor Burns. So, and I look one of the things that I really liked out of their definitions because everyone's got a little bit different definition of leadership. But one of the things I really liked about theirs was it included alignment of values, and and not only alignment of values for the leader themselves, but that their their leadership and actions or behaviors are in alignment with the followers' values. Right, so you're inspiring or influencing change over time that is aligned, you know, with values both. I think that's really good. The leader and the follower. I totally agree. The other thing, of course, is is that we're uh, you would assume that good leadership is um, concerned with the welfare of the whole, well, yeah. the welfare of, the, right. of all followers. It's not like you. Okay, you don't go. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's a question of. How does the welfare of all concerned and and those that you want to follow uh, uh, affected? One of the things that's happening in today's culture, I think, is that we have a a culture that does not work at looking at the welfare of the whole, but only a small group of people that benefit from the followers uh, or the benefit from the leader's model or or ideas. Um, I'm really not in the interest of. I don't. I don't want. I don't want us to create followers or leaders that are asking other people to hurt other people or to not take into consideration right. what we have as an impact. Um, too often we're into a, a a culture where if you're not in me, if you're not with me, you're against me, and that uh, that scares me. Now, I, I, go, I go back to this whole, I mean, I teach economics, so we always talk about Adam Smith and this notion of like self-interest, right? So, you know, how do you define the difference between being someone that just wants the best for themselves versus someone that's being selfish, right? And I think if you really get into it, it's just, you know, are you doing it at the detriment of somebody else? You know, if you are, that's, you know. Consciously, yes, consciously, yes. consciously. Then, you, then you're being obviously selfish, but to be self-interested and in, in being the best that you could be, the best version of yourself, that's that's good. That's good for society. And I think that that's, you know, when you talk about alignment, I think it's also important for the followers to make sure that their values are also aligned with the leaders. And if it's not, if my, if my values don't align with this company that I want to go work for, then maybe I need to go find another company. That's right. And so, <clears throat> so I think it's, a, it's definitely a process that of constant evaluation between the follower and the leader. Um, and the welfare of, 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 of society, right? Yeah. And, and so, yeah. the, so the idea with self-interest is, you know, if we all do the best that we can be, then society will benefit from that. Yes, assuming that uh, without 
without trying to do it at the detriment of it. Yes. Else, right? Today, so, if you say things that are uh, inflammatory mm-hmm. and against somebody else's, the next thing that happens is we have a <laughs> we have a antibiotic relationship <laughs> or that uh, the, the white cells start to attack mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, it's kind of all of a sudden it's it's for or against, with or about. So, you're, like, you're either for me or with me. Just like you said earlier, it's about having like a good disagreement, one that we can we can you know express and not judge one another, but understand you know to, you know so we can understand where we're coming from, and maybe we get to a point where we don't agree, and that's okay. Yeah. So I think that's we we all believe in that. I believe so. So so you think about like classic psychopath kind of leaders like a Adolf Hitler or somebody like that. By the definition, you include the values piece. They're not leading. They're manipulating. And that's what I would argue. Right? Or, or they are leading um, uh, people who are... Um, it, it goes back down to, do you think that, uh, that human nature is one of, um, by nature, uh, willing to, to hurt others? It, it's an interesting connection. Say that, so is human nature willing to hurt others? That it, it, is, is it human nature to, to hurt, hurt others? others? Is, it, is it natural for people to, um, um, to put, put away? To, and, to put, to, do they not feel if, the impact? If they feel that their survivability is at stake, would that be okay to hurt another person if they're trying to come at you? In a self-defense? Yeah. Well, self-defense, I think that's a really important question. Um, how did it get that to that point where it was self-defense, where somebody was attacking someone else? Of course, sure. I think it's uh, or the or the or the loved ones of someone else. Or they fabricate a story of someone else trying to hurt them, and typically they attack people on the margins that can't defend themselves. And if you go back to Adolf Hitler, and that's what he he did. Um, so, so that's the manip- manipulation part. But I, I, I want to go back to your question about. Is it human nature to hurt others? I, I, I don't it's believe it is. Question. I don't believe it is unless you're feeling threatened yourself, whether it's true or even if you're threatened. No, even if you're threatened. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think. But in that case, you're not necessarily choosing, right? Mm-hmm. Feel forced into that. It's almost instinct at that point. Well, I think those are questions that are going to come up over and over right. and over again. Well, it's very if, philosophical as you get into the yeah leadership the is topic of leadership. And your sure. your yeah. point was really a good one, which was I uh, loved. It was values, and that's a part of the issues yeah. of of leadership is the understanding of the values you promote before you begin to promote it, and uh, to anticipate the the fact that you. You are doing. You are going down an alley that you do, might not want to go down yourself, even if you, even if uh, you you uh, don't see it. It's because unintended consequences are just as lethal sometimes as intended. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. So as we go for, go go forward, the question of values. I want to draw that out as well as the, uh, the, the some of the things, the points we we've made. Um, What's important is to think and translate and understand the options you have for the behaviors that you're presently demonstrating or would want to demonstrate to get the outcomes that we want for everyone else that's all involved. And, of course, it's possible 
that uh, you can never reach any consensus. We are we are in a culture right now of, of, of tremendous uh, schisms, yeah. tremendous. Uh, what we, uh, my my mentor was Warren Bennis, uh, a, a great uh, behavioral scientist. Um, he was actually an economist uh, out, out of out of London, <clears throat> but he uh, uh, he. Uh, uh, wrote a book called Temporary Society, in which he was saying that there is no, and it was an interesting question because this book was written in 65, uh, he said there was no m more public will. There was no common public will. If you stop and think about that, we don't act. We spl we've splintered into odd to very small populations that begin to push and shove against each other and of course, if you're not in that population and don't, you know, don't think the way that population does, it becomes um, uh, immune, uh, immunized, uh, and that you get literally trapped into small groups that are constantly in con conflict. So they have these odd populist groups that don't agree, can't agree, won't agree, and as a result of it, we have uh, uh, no public will and that make in a democracy that's really hard to get things done remember we're going through a period right now if you look at the um the congress trying to make decisions about the budget and yeah so forth and we so got forth. a week yeah government gets shut down totally i doubt it'll happen but we i'm scared but it's decades yeah they've been haven't been able to decide yeah so that kind of stuff is um it's interesting and scary, and um, we, I wish we had some kind of leadership that would allow uh, it, it, it to uh, sort of um, evolve quickly, more quickly than we are right now, because we don't have a... And I think to add all, to all that, and probably before the book was written, was you know social media, where it, these algorithms put you in those echo chambers where you just hear your viewpoint and no one else's, and, and you're not able to actually hear the other side out, because all you're getting is just whether you call it positive reinforcement, but you don't get a chance to really um, see the other side or even even tolerate the other side sometimes because it's so polarizing. It gets counseled. People start to cancel their yeah. commitment. They withdraw their uh, consensus. Yeah. yeah. So again, going back to where we started, it's just good to have a, a good debate, a good discussion, and understand that we're not going to agree on everything, but we can definitely hear the other side out and respect their... And, and, and without... Without judgment, I think that's that's really what we want is to be able to just kind of here's my thoughts and let me hear yours and then maybe we come to a consensus, maybe we don't, but at least we'll be able to better articulate our, our stance or our viewpoint. That's a jet. It'll we can we can take that part out. <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be ways to filter jet noises out like that. I don't yeah. know. Or not, we just keep it because that's where we are. We're in yeah. you know, San Diego. We have jets around here. <laughs> yeah. We can take a break. Yeah, I think we're kind of deviating a little bit, so we can take a break and we'll, sure. we'll come back and get back to but the not, definition not, of leadership. Nope, nope, nope. You can't do it. You can't take the headphones off unless you give us a joke, and then we can end on a good note. <laughs> well, you were on a roll before we started oh. recording. Oh, did you hear about the horse that went into a bar and the bartender immediately said, to him, Why the long face? <laughs> I get it. Come on. That's. That's too classic. I give you crickets on that one. Oh, how about the how about the, about the grasshopper went into a bar and the bartender looked right there at him and go. said, "You know," uh, he said, "You know what, buddy? We we got a drink named after you." And the bartender and the 
I said, to look back and I said, you got a, you got a drink named Jimmy? The grasshopper's name was Jimmy. I get it. Why not a cricket? Oh, you had to say that. Why not a cricket? Jimmy the cricket. Uh, uh. Oh, good one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy. Okay. All right, let's take a break. All right, bro. Congrats. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in. We genuinely hope that you found value in our conversation. If you liked it, please click that like button below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date on our current episodes. And if you didn't like it, you can click the dislike button, but make sure you click it twice. We're eager to hear from you, whether it's your thoughts, questions, topic ideas, or if you're interested in our leadership training and consulting support. Leave us a comment below or reach out to us directly at info at intrinsicfirst.com. We're open to any and all feedback. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to having you back for more insightful leadership discussion. Until next time.